Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of scrapbooking, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. I am here with Julie and Carrie today, and we are going to talk all about how to scrapbook with kits, both pre-made kits and DIY kits. Hey, friends. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm an instructional designer by day and a hybrid scrapbooker by night. I really love to use Canva for all of my crafty projects. And I'm a plant lady. I'm looking at like 10 plants right now from where I'm sitting. I am a romance reader and I'm just obsessed with adding purple to everything. Yes, we'll definitely dive into adding purple. I'm excited about that. Carrie, how about you? I'm Carrie. Um, I live with my husband in Washington State. We have two cats and I craft a lot and organize my crafting supplies even more than I craft. I I understand that a lot. All right, so let's let's just dive right into kits. Kits are a big part of the way that I've scrapbooked for maybe my entire scrapbooking life. And this includes both the pre-made kits and the DIY kits. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what scrapbook kits are first cuz you can take um like Julie's favorite kits are the Everyday Explorers mini book kits. And then we have kits. I mean, I still have kits in big Ziploc plastic bags where I used to go through my stash and be like, oh, this paper matches with this paper and they both coordinate with this cardstock. And here's some embellishments. You can make your own DIY kits from things that you have, or you can just purchase them from retailers, depending on what your style is. Julie, I mentioned your favorite kits. Can you talk a little bit more about like what the kit is and why you like it so much? Yes. Yeah, so I've been part of the Everyday Explorers Mini Bookmakers Club from the start. I think it's been about two years now. It's a monthly kit where you get a little mini book, a notebook that's four by six. But what's great about it is it's all centered around a theme and you get coordinating supplies. So you get a stamp set stickers some papers and the notebook itself usually has some kind of printed layout like very lightly just like some lines and it comes with a little zine that gives you ideas so like there was a a book one recently I think this month's was like favorite memories or something like that and what I like is that it really has you focus in you know it's just a a very thin book so you can like I go through and I count how many pages okay how many stories am I going to tell so it's a nice that it has an ending point because some of my projects you know they seem so big and grand and you can just add to them forever and so this is constrained in a good way yeah constrained in a good way is one of the reasons that I love kits the most and I think we'll get a little bit more into that later because I want to talk about decision fatigue and all that other stuff but Carrie what about you what what does your kit love look like oh I've been obsessed with kits for a long time <laughs> back I think the big draw for me is having somebody else coordinate the product in a way that makes it feel designed almost a lot of the kits that I get used to have you know different manufacturers like a little bit of this brand a little bit of that brand you know a little packet of embellishments where you weren't necessarily buying you know the whole package of something but just a little taste of it kind of and so I used to I used to get a lot of kits back in the day that had a little selection of of things to use that type of thing I think that the other aspect of kits that's nice is that most of them will have a a designer that is cohesive so everything's going to match you know if you're getting several kits in a row you can know that you know January's kit and February's kit will still match and you can still put things together yeah plus most of them have designer teams which is really nice for inspiration yes there's two projects that I have been doing recently where I thought about this 
exact concept. One was last year's Week in the Life album. I got the Week in the Life kit and it was great, but I needed more. I needed more patterned paper. I needed more journaling cards of a specific size. And knowing that I could just go through the rest of my stuff from Allie Edwards, especially her 12 by 12 scrapbook kits, which are fairly a fairly new thing for her. But having that big patterned paper that I knew would feel the same. When you mix manufacturers, sometimes it is beautiful and cohesive. Like you have the perfect pillows on your beautiful couch. But then also sometimes when you mix manufacturers, it looks like crazy outfit day at school. For some people, that aesthetic is probably awesome. But picking out supplies is work. It takes some of your creative energy. And so kits can be really helpful because then you know, okay, I'm picking out this kit. And you make one decision. And then all the decisions that you get to make after that can be about what you're actually putting on the page, what you're actually putting together, what you're actually cutting. And the limits are very freeing at that point because yes. you already know you have what you need. You don't have to keep looking for things. And that's really important to me, especially because I can, you know, tear my room apart looking for the right shade of red, you know, instead of just saying, okay, it's in this kit. I know that it'll go with other things in the kit. I can stop looking. Yeah. And it, it really, I think it really helps with the perfectionism aspect of picking out the right things. There is no perfect things. You might find one perfect thing to go on your project, but there aren't the 10 perfect things in your room of a thousand things. And then you going around and trying to find like those specific 10 things, like that's it's such a waste of time. And I say that from such a loving place because I, there are so many times where I've been like, okay, eight o'clock Friday night, time for me to spend some time scrapbooking. And it's like, okay, nine 30 at night. And I've picked out three papers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really fun. Like you were saying, it can be really, really fun to play with your supplies, organize them, put them in different places and figure out where they go. But sometimes you actually do want to get to the actual gluing of the paper part. Having a kit pre-made or DIYing a kit can be an easier way for you to get into creating. Julie, what are some of the ways that kits make it faster and easier for you to scrapbook? I even do like a digital kit for a project because I have a ton of digital supplies. So I know you were talking about like physically searching through your whole room, but you can also yeah. do that with your files. You can even if you search, if you don't remember just how that, that one paper is labeled or where it's saved. So when I have a project, I try to give myself a certain period of time before the project starts to go through my supplies digitally, the things that I know I want. So for December daily, I'll go through and I know that like, okay, I have some Tracy Reed collections. I have some Paisley Press. I have Allie Edwards. And so I copy specific, you know, specific files and put them in a new folder and actually organize them like how you would do physically. So I'll be like, okay, this is my folder for digital stamps. This is my folder for papers, you know, stickers, that kind of thing, but digitally. So I do that with pretty much any project, even if I'm doing it hybrid, like for Week in the Life this year, I'm doing a physical project, but I still knew that I'm going to be using digital supplies. So I went through and it's, I try to think about, okay, I know I'm going to want my days of the week embellishments. So where do I have those and pulling them together? And with digital, there's more flexibility, you know, that colors don't have to match because anything can be changed and edited. So that's where, that's why I need digital so I can make everything purple. You know, it's like any word art can change color, can match. And you're making copies of the files. So they're staying in the original folder. Yes. If I know I want to use a whole Tracy Reed collection is on a Mac, it's like make an alias, you know, make a shortcut. And so I'll just copy that into my new folder because then you just click on that and it takes you to the collection. So even though I don't have that whole collection copied into my new folder, I can get to it. That's a really cool organizational method. We're always having conversations about how to 
organize your digital supplies because you can buy a kit and then it'll literally have a thousand pieces in it. I'm not saying that that is a bad thing, but it just talks to the need for organization of that. And I really, I really like that you keep everything where it is and then you're like, okay, link here, copy here. That makes so much sense because then you're not getting overwhelmed by seeing the 1,013 items that you just extracted from this kit. Carrie, what makes scrapbooking with kits easier, faster, more beneficial for you? A lot of people will t- will tear their kits apart after a certain amount of time. And I I understand that feeling, but I think for me, especially because I don't use, I don't use my kits up right away. And so I like to keep them in the kits because my whole impetus for purchasing the kit is that it is a kit. And so if I'm just going to tear it all apart anyways, it doesn't seem like I'm getting the best use out of it. So I like to keep mine together. I have a bunch of um, the two and a half gallon Ziplocs hold all of the um, 12 by 12 stuff. So I have a lot of those type of kits where I just throw in, you know, a set of alphabets or a stamp or, you know, whatever comes with the kit. Or if I just find random things that I think will go with it, I'll just throw it in that bag too. So the organization piece of having it all coordinated is the biggest draw for me. The downside to that then is that a lot of times I'll go through kits that I haven't used in a very long time and I'll be like, oh, there's that stamp set. Oh, there's that set of thickers, you know. So it's it's kind of a catch-22 because you have your stuff organized, but if you then never get into it, then your stuff is essentially still lost. <laughs> so um, the whole concept of killing a kit I don't know if I've ever done that. And just for context, killing a kid is when you, like you said, use up every little piece, every last little piece. I'm trying to think over the last decade of scrapbooking or so that I don't think I've ever killed a kid. I'm much more likely to just kind of leave it in its little bag. Yeah. And I think it's about figuring out what works for your brain. Because for some people that breaking a part of the kit gives them the freedom to say, okay, I can do whatever with this now, but I get where you're coming from where it's like, no, these go together. And that's what I'm realizing with scrapbooking is like how much you have to work with your brain instead of against it or instead of doing what you see on Instagram and YouTube because I'm someone who it's like, oh, they're doing that cool thing. I should try that. And it doesn't, my brain is special and it doesn't always work for my brain. So figuring out like what actually works and sometimes it is just trial and error. Like you do have to try the thing, but man, it can be hard to be like, oh wait, this doesn't work for me. I need to figure out what actually does. You know, that's like one of the biggest points that I try to make all the time is that, know. you know, <laughs> things have to work for you. And if they don't work for you, then they're not working. And when I'm stuck, do you know what I do? I show up at ALP office hours Monday afternoon and I say, Kristen, why what, why is my brain stuck on this thing? And it's usually something so simple that Kristen's like, well, what if you did this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my brain likes that idea. Yeah, that's the that's the reframing. I sometimes call Kristen like my creative therapist, you know, because my my normal therapist doesn't quite understand all of the scrapbooking <laughs> of it all, you know. So Kristen has that therapist piece and scrapbooking piece that she can solve my problems. Yeah, yes, I think like agreed. <laughs> knowing how people's brains work and how they all work differently, like there are so many things. Like you can say it, this is the best organizational system ever. Things will either be in clear baskets where you can see them or they won't. And those are two completely separate groups of people who need very different things. And so, like, there can never be an organizational style to rule them all. One of the things that I was thinking about while you guys were talking about your kits was in the old days when we used to go to stores to buy things and to scrapbook, I used to go to a crop every Saturday night at my store. One of the ways that I would do something similar to what Julie does with the the copying the digital is... I would pre-make kits and I put them in the, the big plastic bags. And then if I had something that I knew would be either basic or could overlap in a couple of kits, like 
like thickers specifically, I would put a post-it note right on the front of the kit that says, I love that. you know, black thickers also work here. But having that limited box kit bag of supplies, it really helps you to limit it to, okay, do I want to use this now or do I not want to use this now? And you're only comparing it to the other things in the kit, as opposed to if you're not using a kit or if you're just going around your room and supplies and your baskets, whatever it is, finding the things, then you have to compare that, you know, that piece of paper to every other piece of paper. And it's so much easier to say, actually, you know what, out of these five papers that I got in the kit, I don't really love the fifth one. But, you know, the B side is cool, as opposed to just going over to your sash of paper and saying, you know what, let me look through X sheets of patterned paper to find the right one. And that can just be so mentally exhausting sometimes. Well, and the flip side of that is sometimes that can also be really fun. The key is to separate that action from the action then of making your layout. Yes. So making a kit, it's fun when you can go around and shop your stash and make a kit. But that's a different energy and a different decision fatigue than the putting a layout together, you know, deciding your pictures, deciding where on the page they're going to go, deciding your layout, et cetera, et cetera, how to cut stuff. That's a different activity than putting your kit together. Yes. Because sometimes going through those thousands of pages of pattern paper is really fun. And honestly, that's almost my favorite activity. It's more fun than putting a layout together. Putting a layout together is work. Yeah. Matching pretty paper, that's fun. And you really have to do this big shift with your brain as to how you're thinking. I have to do that with photos too. So photos are always my biggest roadblock. Making kits, whether you're buying pre-made kits, it's awesome. Or you're literally just, you know, spending an afternoon. And instead of making the scrapbook pages, you're like picking out five sheets of patterned paper and the coordinating cardstock. You make, you know, five or six kits that you just have so that you can pick up. And if you want a, you know, 20 minute creative session time, you can just grab that kit and make for 20 minutes. And the other nice thing about kits that we haven't talked about is they can make cleanup really easy also. If you grab your bag with all the kit stuff in it, then once you're done creating, you just shove all that stuff back in the bag as opposed to, oh, I didn't use this patterned paper. It has to go back over here. You know, where's this half cut sheet of cardstock go? Well, it goes in, you know, this with the the scrap cardstock. Again, you have to make those decisions. Like, where does this go? And then like, of course, you you know where it goes usually, but then you have to do all that too. If you pull a ton of stuff out, it can be annoying to have to put all of that stuff back in its spot before you can start creating again. And so I really do just love that idea of being able to put things back together in their kit home instead of separating everything out. Yeah, and I like that then it's also more portable. So for the mini book kits, you know, everything is like four by six or smaller. So I can easily take it to work. I get an hour for lunch. And if I know that I have like a two hour Zoom meeting that I'm just, you know, watching and not participating in I'll be like okay what am I which little kit am I working on and can I take to work and I actually get so much done when I don't have the distraction of all of my craft stuff because like we've said like you pick the kit but your brain knows what else is out there so sometimes you just get a little tempted by oh wait I know I have that other ink or that other paper But when I'm at work, it's like, this is all you have. (laughs) There's nothing else to pick. So it's really good for me to be like, okay, let me just use the supplies I have. Let me get, and I can get like half a mini book done. If I have, you know, the photos printed already, which I usually try to do first, I have like a Ziploc bag from Amazon, you know, like a reusable zip thing, just throw everything in there. And I've, I have started keeping some supplies at work. So I have like a stamp block that is for work and a tape runner and uh, an alpha set that I accidentally ordered a duplicate of. So it's like, okay, this is now the the work alphabet set. When everything's together, I don't have to think, oh, what do I need to pack to take to work? It's like, if it's in the 
Ziploc bag, that's all I need, and I know everything's going to match, and you can just take it anywhere. Yeah, that is a really great thing about kits, especially if you make, like you're saying, the smaller-sized things. You can just throw it in your purse, and then you have your own little creative time. We've spent a while talking about why kits are great. What are some of the cons of kits? They often don't have enough purple. This is my, <laughs> this is my great, okay? There are some designers, I won't name names, that their rainbows don't include purple. And I love rainbows, so it's very upsetting. But, you know, I mean, I'm serious, but also joking. Uh, but, you know, it is that then you're, when you buy a kit, you're limited. You know, we talked about it in a good way, but if they aren't your colors or they aren't your style as much, then it takes more work to try to... Like, what, how can I bring in what I do like more? Yep. I think one of the drawbacks, too, is that it can be an overwhelming amount of stuff to get the value for what you pay for kids. That was another con I was going to say. They can be very expensive. I mean, that was going to be what can, I brought up. Yeah. So I'll let you talk to that. The amount of stuff, when you think about it, even five or six sheets of 12 by 12 cardstock can make a really large amount of layouts when you think about it so you really have to be either a prolific scrapbooker or someone who uses a lot of product on a page in order to use up that amount of stuff even some of the smaller kits it's kind of the same thing you know say you get a like a pocket page kit I don't even know how many cards are in Allie's kits anymore it's so many cards if, you know, you have a slow month and you get a little behind, then everything starts piling up really quickly. So I would consider that a con. It's just the overwhelming amount of stuff. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. You were going to talk about cost. Yes. Before I talk about cost, I want to say this is actually one of the reasons why I love daily pages. Aside from the routine, aside from like leveling up my skills, aside from like just having a place to play. There are so many, like, again, three by four and four by six journaling cards that I do one pocket scrapbook a year, six by eight. There's no possible way that I could ever use every single three by four, four by six card in the scrapbooks that I'm making. And so having a place where I can cut stuff up, where I can experiment, where I'm still using the product in a project that I love, but the stakes are so much lower. Which is why I don't actually have a problem paying for kits most of the time. This is a pro or con. Sometimes kits have exclusive things that you can only get in a kit. And you really want that thing, even though you might not want the rest of the kit. Or the rest of the kit might not be your style. But, like, there are exclusive things that are only made in small batches and they get put in, you know, they get bundled in bigger items. But that can be one of those things of, like, oh, man, you know what? I really only want those rainbow rub-ons. I don't need... Again, you know, 15 three by four journaling cards. But hey, I really need the rainbow rub-ons. A lot of the times it's a stamp set for me, but. I'm very guilty of that. I'm very guilty of wanting that one or two exclusive items that yeah. I just desperately have to have. <laughs> I think that one of the things that is like the, the real biggest con for kits to me is they are a little bit more expensive but they have to be. Somebody is going through the work, picking out all of these things, making them all match, and then, you know, that is actual work. And if you wanted to do the work and go to all the big box stores and use the coupons, you can get, you know, more things. And you could possibly get things you that work better for you for a cheaper amount. That's a lot of work, too. So you have to decide, like, am I going to pay the extra, you know, $2 or $3 or $4 to get the things in the kit because they made it easy for me? Are you willing to pay that easy tax? Or are you happy just getting all of your stuff, you know, one by one at like a Joann's or a Michael's or a, on Amazon, wherever people actually buy craft supplies now? Um, we're going to have a big database of scrapbook stores for everybody to uh, preview. That's my big summer project, so sneak peek of that. But like you can go and get, you know, an alphabet stamp set or a thickers, you know, with the 40% off coupon. You can go get the patterned paper when it's buy one, get one free. And so if you wanna, if you want to craft 
cheaply, kits are a little bit not that. And a lot of them require a commitment, which maybe you don't want to get that kit every month, but it's you either have to commit to so long or you pay a lot more. Like, and even I love the mini books, but there's usually one or two themes a year that I'm like, you know, they're not inspiring me. They're not my thing, but I'm part of the six month subscription because I know overall I want most of them. And then you get it for cheaper and you get a discount on other stuff and you get shipping. It's like you really have to weigh out like, is the price of the kit worth it over time? Like for me, I love the Allie Edwards story kits, but I look at the price and I look at what you get and I'm like, this just isn't worth it for me because you do usually have to like commit in some way. And I know that I'm, I like like flat scrapbooking. I don't do a lot of dimensional stuff, you know, and she includes a lot of interactive pieces or chipboard. So what I end up doing is waiting until there's like the digital sale where you can get pieces of the other kits so I usually end up just doing it that way and then I can print it out and it's flat and it works for me but I do get like kind of jealous you know when she announces the the theme each month I'm like oh that's so pretty and then I see other people using it and it's like well it's just yeah it's not worth it for me right now you know you kind of have to pick what is worth the commitment and what's not um it can be, yeah, it can be hard. Yeah, absolutely. What do we think makes a kit worth it versus not worth it? Like when we go to say like, actually that isn't worth it for me. Like what Julie said, Julie's is like, you know, dimensional embellishments, all these things that you don't necessarily use in your scrapbooks. Carrie, how about you? What makes something a pass for you? Um, I think, well, I think it's easier to say why I do pick a kit. Um, I think that I... I feel like it's worth it when the amount of stuff that I'm getting feels like a good value for what I'm paying. So say I'm paying $35, you know, if I'm looking at the stuff in the kit and there's, um, you know, there's either an exclusive product that I really want, or there's a really great stamp set that I want, or, um, you know, there's a, a variety of pattern papers that I like, you know, like all of them or almost all of them. Um, I know what embellishments are expensive or quote unquote expensive versus not, you know. So if you're charging me the higher end price of 35 or $40 for your kit, then I want to see nicer stuff in that kit. If you're charging me, you know, the lower price of 20, $25, then, you know, then I'm going to expect to see more, you know, less pattern paper, um, less cards, less embellishments, maybe not even a, a, a stamp set at all, you know, so it's kind of, you know, kind of where you, where you want your dollar, your dollars to go. And so for me, I want my dollars to go to the higher end stuff. I want them to go to the exclusive stuff. Um, I want them to go to the stuff that fits my style. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of how I pick, how I, you know, pick whether it's worth it or not, because there's, there's been several times where I've gotten a kit and I'm like, I paid how much for this, you know? And then there's sometimes where I open a kit and I'm like, okay, this was totally worth it. I would have paid this amount for just the stamp set you know, or something like that, depending on, you know, whatever brings me the most happy feelings. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's like a sparks joy element to it. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't brought up Brandy's extravagant hope yet, because it's not a traditional kit in the way you know that you get like pattern paper and journal cards and stamp set. But it is a, you know, cohesive thing that shows up once a month and sometimes when I'm looking at my craft budget I'm like oh should I take a break from brandy because every I don't use it as much as I would like but it's because everything is so pretty and cute that I have trouble like 
<laughs> being like finding it a home, you know, to use it. But I stay. I only missed the first month because I was like, well, I'll wait and see. And I haven't <laughs> subscribed since and haven't taken a break because it does like it just shows up in the cute little envelope and you know there's hope in here and just like opening it is a joy and going through it and it's like I know I'll it'll find a home eventually probably I actually did one of my mini books that I didn't really like the theme I just filled it with brandy stuff and I'm like this this brings me joy (laughs) Well, and that's a perfect example of exclusive. Like you can't get any more exclusive than hand-drawn items, you know? And so everything in the brandy kit is completely exclusive. You're not buying brandy stuff at Michael's, you know? And so the value of it is, you know, if you value the stuff that she says, you value the messages and you do, and that's fantastic. And so many people do because it's like, it doesn't really matter that's on a three by four card or a sticker set. It's the message and it's the mood. And it's like you said, it sparks joy when you open that envelope. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. And I think the brandy kits for me, just, I know that you, you know, break yours apart and have them organized. So I think it is just a brain thing for me that I have to figure out how to organize them for my brain so that I can use them more. I mean, part of it is that they're so cute that I'm like, they need to have a special, you know, place. But part of it is also I need to get them out of their envelopes and kind of figure out how to make them work more for me. Kinjal created a really cool mini album with the four by six postcards from her brandy envelopes. She used the folded in method that we have in uh the Feminist Scrapbook School Library of Resources. And she took like her 20 favorite four by six brandy cards and just made a, like an inspiration book. And that way you can flip through them. You can play with them. I also use my brandy stuff in, I just have a spiral bound notebook where I just jot down creative things. It's like a poor man's commonplace book. So a lot of my little brandy cards go in here like I have little notes from Brandy in here more notes from Brandy and then some of the set five by sevens I think I just put yeah we only have so much time we have to pick our projects such a good quote so I have those and I put them in you know different places and sometimes I cut them up for daily pages sometimes they go straight in like a a bigger project like there's always something brandy in my december daily my week in the life my chronological album even though for the most part all of those projects are supplied with specific kits like my december daily and week in the life projects are pretty much made of the ali edward kits that i get for those projects my chronological album is made almost entirely of paper person kits um and doing something like that like that was a really big shift that i made last year was deciding that my pocket page chronological album was going to be made of 90% paper person. It made it so much easier to create. I knew where the paper person products were going. And when I would get my kits, it would be like, okay, cool. Open this up, decide, you know, six by eight pattern paper for this six by eight pattern for paper for this. And then what I did this year, that's been even more helpful I will plan out two to three layouts for my chronological album and everything else goes in a six by eight page protector in the album. So I keep all the kits together. I grab the things that I'm going to use from each kit and then the rest of the kit goes together in a six by eight page protector and it stays right in the album. So on Friday nights when I want to scrapbook my chronological album, the only thing I need to grab is the album itself. So that has been a that has been a really great change that I've made in in how I'm using specific kits. The thing that I've noticed that has been really great about it is that I have my whole chronological album and there are like, there's two pages for January. There's two pages for February. There's two pages for March. There's And some of them are going to have a lot more pages because I have like a bunch of more stories, things, you know, we did things that month. But like assigning two or three pages with papers and embellishments and I'll stick a photo in there or a post-it note 
has made it so much easier to scrap chronologically. Do you have advice for people? You've come up with these systems and how you're going to use your kits. So do you have advice for how people figure out these things for themselves? Yes. The biggest advice I have is ask yourself the questions all the time. Is this working for me? Is this not working for me? Why and why not? Me figuring out how I like to use kits has taken 20 years. And I'm sure I will change stuff up even in the future. Figuring out how you're working now can be really, really important. Like you're saying, you have the kit that you take to work because you have the space at work to do that. And so if you are somebody who stacks up a ton of kits and you're not using them, Daily Pages also really helped me with that. Because when I opened up a kit, I wasn't afraid to grab something and use it, especially stamp sets. Especially anything that can be like repurposed. I'm almost always creating a daily page with that as soon as I get the kit, because it makes me feel like I have a connection to the supplies again. Which some people do a really good job of that by breaking up their kits and putting all the kits in component parts. The way that I work is batch things. Like, I love to batch things. That's just how my brain works. And so grabbing a kit and putting it where I know I want it to go has been really helpful for me. For other people, when you find that you're slowing down and you are hitting a roadblock, ask yourself, what is it that's getting in my way? And there should be no value judgment placed on the answer or the question. Because it's not like, oh, well, I'm doing it a good way or I'm doing it a bad way. No, it's just the way that it is. And when you can confront like, oh, OK, well, you know what? Friday nights used to be great for me to scrapbook because, you know, my house was empty, blah, 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 blah. You know, I got home from work early on Fridays. Friday night was great. I don't have to go anywhere on Saturdays. And then maybe you move. Maybe you get a new job. Maybe husband gets a new job. Maybe wife gets a new job. Maybe you get kids or you got people visiting you for a long ass time and your Friday night is not what it used to be. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to say, okay, you know what? Well, I used to grab my kids on Friday nights and scrapbook like that. Now maybe you grab your kit and you go to the library. Like if the fact is that there's a bunch of people staying in your space, move space. If the fact is that you're working too much, who isn't? But find out with kits, just like any other supplies, what's helping you and what's hindering you. And also, this is one of those things that's really good to talk out with friends. So I highly recommend, like, finding a scrapbook buddy or coming to the ALP and asking them. because. People are always super interested in helping you figure out your projects. Um, it's just really fun to help other people with their projects. And so having a supportive community that is going to say, oh, okay, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Um, what about these options? And it really helps you see things for what they can be instead of being stuck in the idea of this has to be this thing because it's the way that everybody else is doing it. This is similar to like, you know, having group therapy sessions where everybody is sitting in the same room. We've got issues, we've got problems. And part of the appeal of the solution is that you don't have to know everything yourself immediately right now. There is a whole bunch of other people who are going through the same things as you and they've all tried things. Some stuff that's worked for them, some stuff that hasn't worked for them. And people in creative communities are always willing to share Here's what worked for me. Here's what didn't work for me. The other thing that I love about the community aspect of it is that um, not only is it, you know, a wealth of ideas, but it's also permission. Because when you get in your own head about stuff, then you can say, well, I can't do that. That's weird. And then you come to the group and they're like, you could totally do that. Just do that. You know? Right. right. Just having that, like, just the moral support is so is so helpful it's so so helpful all right do either of you have anything else that you want to add about kits i feel like we've killed the kit conversation um before i have one you move more. on to currently yeah go ahead i have 
I have one more thing, which is related to how you're talking about the creative problem solving, which I was struggling to finish some of my projects. You know, I'd get them to that almost done point and I showed up at office hours and told Kristen, you know, like fix my life. And uh, her recommendation was putting like a checklist on the kit. So, you know, like I have my mini books in these zipper pouches. And so now just a little addition to it is like adding a line sticky note that's like, here's what you're doing next. And it helps me just like get through those final steps of the kit you know of the project uh because yeah you think you know what you're gonna do next time but your brain at least my brain does not remember when you actually it does sit not down with with the kit it is so funny that you're so confident like yeah i'm gonna finish this thing next time so yeah just having you know we talked about kits and projects but yeah you have to help your brain along to actually finish them then I honestly had not thought about this at all before we started this episode, but through our conversations, I'm thinking about all of these different things that I did with kits, you know, 20 years ago. This is probably where I literally came up with that idea was I would write out the things on the post-it note that I would put on the bag that says, here's what needs to get done. And sometimes you cross it out and there's one thing to get done. And it's like, oh, I only have to do one thing. It's so nice to see that list and be like, oh, okay. This is what needs to get done to complete the project. And I have all that stuff in the kit and it's right here as opposed to being like, okay, let me take, let me take the kit out. Let me take the supplies out and then figure out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. If you just take 30 seconds and leave yourself a little note that says next, we're doing the journaling or we're doing die cuts. It's really nice. It's just a really nice thing that you can do to your future self. Another thing that I used to always throw in the kit bag is the inspiration or sketch or scrap lift, you know, whatever I was, whatever my vision of the project, because a lot of times if I'm pulling a kit, especially a DIY kit, then I'm like, you know, I have an idea of a picture I want to use. So I throw that in the bag or I have an idea of some layout design that I want to copy. Then I throw that sketch in the bag or I throw that inspiration in the bag so yeah having those uh brain triggers breadcrumbs that we call them those yeah those are very helpful I love that checklist idea so much yeah checklist for the win all right friends are we ready to go into currently all right let's do it Julie what are you currently watching so I have regularly been falling down tiktok rabbit holes because man that algorithm they know what they're doing so (laughs) i i know carrie loves to organize but i do not but i need it so i've been following falling down like an adhd organizational rabbit hole on tiktok because it's like the way i learned to organize was not helping so now it's like i'm relearning that and so yeah tiktok has been helpful and then just coming up i can't believe that we have the succession finale and the ted lasso finale like this week and barry i know neither of you watch barry it's too violent but oh my god it's so good so good carrie what are you currently watching um well on your recommendation i'm watching the other two which is super cheesy and uh somewhat cringy but hilarious and also very sweet um we actually were comparing it to Shit's Creek where it's has such a kind heart to it and it's funny but there's that little bit of cringy where you're just like really I mean it is uh it mocks the whole boy band young singer thing flawlessly flawlessly so yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching that. And it's a fun half hour comedy. And Ted Lasso season three is the other one. Everything else is kind of, some of our regulars are on hiatus from the strike. So yeah, there's so many, there's so many things to watch, but then now we need more. 
I think that the strike is going to make us watch all the stuff that we didn't have time for before to get caught hey, up. Hey, yeah, there's plenty of stuff. There, there is no shortage of good television. This is true. Julie, what are you currently listening to? So I am a big Swifty, and Taylor Swift just released a new song, "You're Losing Me." It is a vault song for Midnight's, and it's sad but that's just the initial listen because when you look at the lyrics there are so many parallels to past love songs that she's written and even songs that she's written with her ex that she has taken those lyrics and flipped them into something so sad so i've been listening to that a lot and just been like all in my feels about it that's that's fantastic i love that carrie how about you i am listening to lots of podcasts craftcast female the feminist scrapbook school private audio and the popcast those keep me very busy (laughs) there's there's a good amount of content on there yes there is julie what are you currently reading so I've been trying to get better sleep. So I've been picking like bite-sized nonfiction books that I can read to try to calm my brain down before bed. So one of them is Self-Care for People with ADHD by Sasha Amandi, who I found through TikTok. And then the other one is You're Only Just Beginning by Morgan Harper Nichols. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you need to. And her books are just as beautiful as her Instagram because they're full color. Like every page is a little piece of artwork and poetry. So I just like sit down and read a couple pages of each of these books before bed. And then usually I'm always reading multiple books. So usually I'm also reading a romance. But my local book club is in a couple days, which means I need to read the book that I've been procrastinating on. Um, So this month's is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osmond. And it's a, it's, so some older adults in a retirement village are part of a true crime club, but then they're also going to solve a real murder. So it's giving, you know, only murders in the building. (laughs) So I'm excited to read it and discuss that with my book club that sounds delightful carrie how about you um i am reading becoming michelle obama for this month's uh book club and then i'm also i just finished a couple romances um black ties and white lies and rewrite our story are both by a new to me author and they were decent books good romances and she has playlists that go with them and heavy on the taylor swift she even quotes lyrics and stuff in the stories so it's been a fun read that is fun julie what are you currently making i am almost done with my december daily from last year you know speaking of those checklists i have one page of journaling left and then I need to like look over it again before I send it to persnickety prints to get it printed and uh, I've been following Kristen's method of procrastinating with other projects so I had not been looking at my December daily for a while and have been doing week in the life and then I got annoyed with week in the life and so that's why I'm back to December daily it works so, I'm so current- well yeah, I couldn't believe it because it it sounds silly Kristen I'm sorry I, but I it does <laughs> so I resisted for a while but now like I literally made a list of like procrastination like currently doing and backup projects and and then um book of me is just kind of thrown in the middle that I bounce around in between those two that's fabulous Carrie what are you currently making oh not really much in the way of projects I've made a couple layouts recently I've made some stamped backgrounds Um, I've made some page kits 
I want to make a mixed paper book. So I'm kind of conceptualizing that, but not making yet. So oh, I love that idea. Yeah, it'll be fun. It will. Julie, what are you currently feeling? I'm feeling tired, but good. I love that. How about you, Carrie? I'm excited for stuff that's coming up and overwhelmed about the same stuff I'm excited by. <laughs> I, I understand that. It's a process. <laughs> Julie, how are you currently feeling? No, I just asked that one. <laughs> I'm looking down the list and it's like... I'm still tired. I'm still good. <laughs> She's still tired 10 seconds later. <laughs> Julie, what are you currently planning? I am planning a little staycation next month. I'm going to house sit for my brother um, while he's away. So, you know, use their pool, go to, you know, some restaurants I don't usually go to. And I'm still going to work a little bit, but also a much needed break. That sounds fantastic. Um. You go to that Asian fusion sandwich restaurant that we didn't go to. There were two yeah. restaurants that we were going to go to in Pittsburgh when we went to go see Lizzo. And we picked one and it was great. But that meant we didn't go to the other one. So it also looked great. We were walking past that restaurant to get to the car on Sunday when we left. And it smelled so good. It just like from just from the street. So I'm going to, we're going back there next time we're in Pittsburgh. I don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully the restaurant will still exist because it looks awesome. Just like, it was Asian have... Mexican fusion sandwiches. We went to the Asian Mexican fusion, like tapas restaurant, which was great. But the Asian Mexican fusion restaurant with the sandwiches also. Got and I have a bookstore I need to hit up because how often do you get to go to a bookstore that's not Barnes and Noble? You know, like right? an actual <laughs> independent bookstore. Yes, independent bookstore. I love it. Um, Carrie, how about you? What are you planning? Um, I've got some decluttering projects, some organizing projects, and some travel. A little short trip in June and then a big trip in July. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Um, finally, Julie, what are you loving? I am loving new plant growth. So like I said, I have a lot of house plants and I just get so excited when they get new leaves and such, um, especially my rubber plant tree. Uh, it, it started just some from some cuttings from my aunts. So, you know, they don't do anything for a while and it was winter and now every time there's like a new little leaf that starts to unravel, I get all excited. And in fact, I have a paper person stamp that says new growth. And I already know I need to use that in my week in the life. I took like pictures of the of the leaf that week. So I, it just brings me joy. I personally love that so much. I love new leaves. They're the best. Carrie, what are you currently loving? Um, I am currently loving just trying to find joy, whatever makes me happy. And it's always little stuff, randomness. I have a new box of goodies. Um, I have a birthday trip coming up. Uh, we have our feminist voice class that's wrapping up all of those things. All of the little things. Absolutely wonderful. All right. I want to, I want to say, I want to thank our sponsor, but it's also us. So I want to thank us, the awesome ladies project for sponsoring this episode of craftiest female. You can join us and us. I mean, the three of us and a whole bunch of other people at awesome ladies live in East Lansing, Michigan on the weekend of July 15th and 16th. It is a weekend designed exclusively for you to focus on being creative, playing with your favorite supplies, exploring your style, your stories, and really the way you want your art to feel. 
We are going to align your creative priorities with your own personal boundaries. Oh, I love priority work and boundary work. I'm so excited. You're going to connect with people, bounce ideas off of people, learn from and hang out with the same type of people who love the podcast. So it is Saturday, July 15th, Sunday, July 16th, and we've got some ap- some optional activities on Friday night. It is here in East Lansing, Michigan, which is super easy to get to by plane, by train, by car, by bus. Super easy. It is delightful. We're going to have, you know, I, this is a college town and it's summer, so none of the college kids are here which means that everything is just more spacious. There's lots of cool activities going on and it is going to be an amazing weekend. You are going to have time and space to focus on your own personal creative habits to take things at your own pace. We are going to create an incredible mixed media scrapbook called The Feelings Book, which I have been planning for the last three years. And we're going to just roll our sleeves up together and map out what your creative world looks like. So we have some really great projects. We have an amazing location. We're going to have an incredible fun-filled weekend in July. And if you would like to learn more and join us, you can go to awesomeladieslive.com. Can I just so, say that I am so excited You for can absolutely awesome say Ladies that Live. you are so excited for Awesome Ladies Live. This will be my third year attending Awesome Ladies Live. I was, you know, supposed to go in 2020 but I also went in 2018 and 2019 and the first year I went I didn't know anyone who was going I just listened to this podcast and I was like yeah this seems fun you know I didn't have any in-person crafty friends I was like I'll go meet some in person I wasn't even really that involved in the ALP at that point but yeah, I've made so many friends through there and decided to go again. And now it's like, I know so many people that are going to be there this year that I'll get to meet in person for the first time. But also, if you don't know anyone going, we are a very welcoming bunch. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. And I thank you for bringing that up because it sounds better coming from somebody else who's not me. But yeah, you don't have to know anybody we're just going to have a great time. We are not clickish people. We are very welcoming. And so even if you've just been listening to the podcast for a short time, even if you've never been on the ALP website, maybe you've joined up and you downloaded the app once. If you think that this is a place that you would enjoy, then you are absolutely right. Because we're going to have an amazing time. It is so friendly. Lots of great And food. I'm an introvert. I'm I'm not yes. I didn't go for I mean I was looking forward to meeting people but I was also very nervous <laughs> meeting people but Kristen gets it and makes it very introvert friendly like that's definitely taken into consideration with the scheduling so you can have your own me time too but yeah if you just need like a get out of your where you've been go somewhere new and just have all the time that you want to craft. It's just a great experience. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so, I am so excited. And if you guys want to join us, head over to awesomeladieslive.com. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me and I will let you know whatever it is that you need. We're going to have the best time. July 15th and 16th. I hope you can join us. All right. Just a few more notes about what's happening at the Awesome Ladies Project and in Feminist Scrapbook School over the next couple of weeks. We are just about wrapped up with our spring semester, which has been delightful. We finished up our Book of Me class, and now we're going to be heading into summer session, where we'll have pop-up classes, we'll have lots of challenges. It'll be very own choose-your-own-pace as we spend the summer months doing lots of different things. And then we've got some cool stuff coming up. We have Awesome Ladies Live in July. And then in August, we have the ALP Virtual Scrapbook Festival, which will happen at the end of August. And inside of the ALP Virtual Scrapbook Festival, we are going to hold the Scrapbook Your Stories Summit. So we'll have speakers, we'll have live events. It'll be just a fantastic time. So if you are already a member of the ALP, if you are already part of the community, we're going to have a great, fun virtual festival in the end of August. 
And if you're brand new, you might find us via the Scrapbook Your Stories Summit, where we'll have lots of great speakers, lots of great events, and it'll just be a fantastic way to end the summer before rolling into Feminist Scrapbook School fall semester. September is always the beginning of the year for me, so I'm excited to celebrate the end of the year and everything we've accomplished. All right, friends, I want to thank you so much for being here this week. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Carrie. They will both be on future episodes, and we will chat more about scrapbooking. Thanks so much for being here for the season of scrapbooking, and I hope that everybody has an amazing rest of their week. We'll talk soon, friends. Bye, everybody. Bye.